This is the Mason Vera Pain Show, your go-to lifestyle program, covering everything from technology and gaming to movies, TV shows, and pop culture to the supernatural and beyond. Brought to you from Chicago, USA, with your host, the unabridged millennial, Mason Vera Pain. Multi-instrumental artist DJ Aguanamas is joining me to discuss his debut album, Merging Elements. Thanks for joining me, Aguanamas. You're welcome. <laughs> so tell me, how long have you been a DJ for? I've been DJing for about four years under the name Equanimous. Before that, I was in like a bunch of bands and, you know, I produced music for quite a while and like grew up being a musician, all that stuff. But as a DJ, just like DJ, DJ vibe, <laughs> it's been about four years now since this project. Oh, wow. So you play like musical instruments. Which What do you play? I do all of them. You play drums, guitar, keyboard, you know, keys, bass, like really anything I can play the sax. And that's how I grew up. You know, I grew up playing music. I was, I loved rock music and all that stuff. And um, then really once I started producing in middle school was when I started getting into electronic music. And now I've kind of just found, you know, a balance of the hybrid of, you know, recording like lots of different organic sounds and then DJing that basically. Oh, so you've been producing for a very long time. How yeah. how has that changed? I mean, to go from playing instruments, you probably were in a band. Not, not going to lie, you probably were in a band. And then you go into yeah. producing. What was that transition? I mean, that was very young. Yeah. You know, it was so, I was in a, in my public school, they had an electronic music class in, that I was in in sixth grade. And they had that class every year until I graduated from high school. I actually was like in like a teacher's assistant the last year to help teach it. But that, you know, that was kind of like my transition, I guess, was just being introduced into it. But I never really transitioned out of being in band. You know, I, I was in band up until I was like probably 25. And, and I didn't, you know, I, even though I was producing music, the music I was producing was music that like any band I was in playing or it was solo stuff, like more singer-songwriter, stuff like that. And I was doing electronic stuff, too, then. That's when I first got introduced to it, and I would kind of, like, do these hybrid songs and stuff. But I didn't really focus on the production aspect as a, a career, I guess you could say, until in college, actually. I, I made a song in college that was, like, on the radio and stuff. And, but it wasn't a good representation of who I was. And so from that, I kind of, like, like no, this is not who I am. I'm going to go be bands only. And I was in a bunch of rock bands and that kind of thing and toured around the Bay a little bit after college in these bands. And then, then after that, when I moved to L.A., it was like, okay, I can you know, be a DJ, I can be a producer, I can produce any kind of music I want to. And at that, you know, I really started to get into dance music then because I found my own love for dancing, and I absolutely love to dance. So I would, you know, long answer, I would say that my actual transition kind of out of being in bands primarily and being a DJ came with my desire to dance. Oh, wow. I love that. That's, that's like uh, you went through this whole, like you evolved. You changed, went from... I did evolve. That's, that's, that's really cool. That's awesome that you're able to pinpoint it too. Some people are like, yeah, hey, I kind of fell into it. But you're like, no, it was ABC. This is how I got here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I appreciate you asking the question because I didn't, you know, I didn't like think of that. Like, I, I don't think of things like that, you know, unless I'm asked. So I just discover that right now through sharing that by you asking questions. So thank you. <laughs> so when it comes to making music, 
how are like what do you feel is the way that you can express yourself artistically? Is it through writing or is it through the group process or is it just sitting in your own studio and you're about to drop a beat? Like what do you feel is like this is my creative process right here? It's definitely all of it. Sometimes like I will record something just spur of the moment and I'm very inspired in that moment and maybe I'll use it and it's great or maybe I won't use it. And sometimes I will very strategically express and create, whether that be like a sound or whether that be the expression of connecting a, another producer with a songwriter, with an artist and working with them that way. Like, you know, maybe my expression is, oh, I love this one producer's way that they produce bass music and I love this one singer's voice over bass music. I'm going to write a piano melody and then connect all of us. And that's my expression. So it just, it's all different, but I would say that the, the one kind of constant, I guess the one constant among all of that is a baseline, what feels aligned and authentic and just like nourishing to my heart and soul. And as long as it's coming from that place, it usually ends up turning out how I like it, I guess. Now, when you uh, go out there and you're going to, you know, spin, what do you normally do? Do you do like uh, trance or techno? Do you do house? What do you normally fall back on? That also depends, too, on the crowd. Most time with when I perform, I don't actually know what I'm going to play in advance. I just kind of go up there and feel the energy of the people and then play off that. But, you know, what I enjoy the most or what I typically do is, first of all, I play mostly my own music, you know, most when I perform or DJ, or whatever it is, I play mostly my own music. If it's like an equanimous show, and they've only given me like an hour and that kind of thing, then it'll be my full setup. With the, you know, I play live keys and live djembe and beatbox on my sets as well. But if it's like a DJ set, like maybe like static dance or like, you know, a late night vibe party kind of thing, and I'm playing other people's music, it's really just whatever I feel like is going to open people's hearts and get people's body moving. And that typically ends up being like anything from like, tribal house dance music to like sexy blissful bass music and that's kind of like the you know the, the ends of the two spectrum that i would say I, i've been on i can't believe you just said beatboxing that is that is great i haven't heard someone like unless you're watching like youtube videos or some kind of video yeah. of someone doing it i haven't had someone do that in person for so long do, do you uh, incorporate it into your music yeah all the time i, I have like many beatbox samples on a lot of my tracks that are my own, like it's my own voice. I can do it over the phone. I have no idea if that's going to translate, but um, I can try it now if you want to. Yeah, go for it. Okay, let's see. Let's see how this goes. Is that good? Oh, I love it. I liked it. I mean, a lot of it, too, is you have to hear the guttural sounds from the back of the throat because sometimes it's two things happening at once. And it's very totally. impressive. Very impressive. I, I sound like like a, a walrus that is hurt <laughs> when I try to beatbox. Oh, really? You do it, you do it too? I'm not very good. It's like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't come out right at all. I do it at night when no one's around, no one is listening, and I practice by myself. That's great. That's better than nothing. You know? But it takes a lot of like vocal training. You have to really know your body, and it's, it it connects from your throat all the way to like the bank, like the to the to your nose. And I just find oh. it impressive when people can beatbox because 
that right there is a lot of talent because a lot of people will sit there and be like, oh, I can make a beat and they'll just start clapping their hands or hitting the desk. And of course, that's a beat. But to be able to translate that through your mouth, it really helps the process of trying to figure out exactly what I'm talking about. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm a new beatboxer, you could say, I guess, you know, I've only been only even tried. I mean, I tried beatboxing growing up as like a joke and stuff, but I never in any way took it professionally until maybe a couple years ago. And even now, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a professional beatboxer by any means. I just happen to be able to do some cool sounds and noises. And it sounds good when I when I put it in my song, you know. And a lot of my songs have, like, beatboxing in the background and people don't really know that that's what it is. But, you know, I would say maybe 50% of the... 60 or 70 tracks that I've released have beatbox in there somewhere. Wow. Does that mean your upcoming album is going to have beatbox in it too? Oh, yeah. In fact, I think it has beatbox in most of the tracks. There's one track called Bump and Bass Beatbox, which is one of my favorite tracks I've ever made. Um, I did it with Knock Knock, and he did a great job, you know, kind of like taking my beatbox and making it bassy and you know, that whole track is pretty much just my voice and then production. And it's just it's just beatbox, really, which is really cool because it's bassy and there's lots of things going on. And it's just a very unique song, I think. You know, that, that for that one in particular, that's what we focus on. And there's a track on the album called Echoes, which is probably the darkest song I've ever, you know, made. And that track is like, it's focused around my beatbox also, but there's some bells in it and it's like, really mysterious and kind of cool but that one the beatbox is the main focus as well how long did it take you to make the entire album you know the album started well first off every track on this album so like they were either in my studio or i was in theirs or some of it was a little bit remote and so that took time just like meeting with people and stuff but the first track that i started on the album was the title track called merging elements the last track of geometry and that we started to, you know, create, I think in May, I believe in May is when we started, of last, of a year and a half ago. So like May 2019 is when the album was started. And then I finished the album maybe like a year later. Wow. So so one of the checks that I listened to was Arise and I really liked yeah, it. I, that was, that's a, that's a really good song. I liked it. It was very chill. I liked it a lot. What instruments did you use to make the track? So Arise, there's definitely a beatbox track in there. There's a bunch of djembes. Like I'm playing, you know, I'm playing live djembe live in that little breakdown section. I'm playing live piano. There's, you know, there's that, those main piano melodies. I'm using my voice a lot. So like a lot of sounds that's like, you know, kind of cool things like that. And then I'm singing you know, on it in the, in, I'm singing throughout most of the track actually. And I, I don't know if people are going to realize that that's my voice, but it is my voice. And I tried to kind of do this like Sigurosi, Yonsi type opera-ish effect. Not opera, but like full chorus choir kind of effect there. And then the other, and then the other sounds, you know, I did that with Skyzia. And Skyzia, he would like, like throw a quarter on a, on a table. So it made like a ding noise and like, you know, some sticks rubbing up against each other, that kind of thing. And so we recorded that for some of those like cool, you know, you know, sounds that you hear or whatever. Ding. And so there's a lot of kind of original sample sounds in there as well. And then I think we use just like, you know, we, we use the bass there. And I think we might 
for that kind of like epic ambient sound, but almost everything in that track is a real instrument.
seems like a new thing I've noticing that, or maybe it has always been like this, that DJs are becoming like a full package. Like you can sing, you can write, you can play all kinds of instruments. You have other special talents and you produce and DJ. <laughs> You're right. I don't think that there's necessarily like more DJs that are producing and doing all these things. And there, there might be a little bit, but I would say that it's actually that there's more producers and musicians who are becoming DJs. And what we're seeing is those DJs excel over your more traditional DJs because it's, you, there's more you can do. So it's not about DJs necessarily being more producers, but I think just more musicians and more producers are becoming DJs. Like, I, I became a DJ, you know what I mean? I was not a DJ that taught myself how to play music or how to produce. I was a musician that taught myself how to produce and then taught myself how to DJ. Wow. So now that this album's done, are you already working on a new one? Yeah, I have been. I've been working on an album that I started. I've been working on two different albums that I started before this album. I probably started one like three years ago and one two years ago. One of them's for my other project, Blissweeper. But yeah, as far as Equanimous goes, you know, I have an album and an EP that I started, you know, probably three years ago, and neither are done yet for whatever reason. I don't know why I haven't finished it, but haven't. I guess maybe this one just the idea of like all the collaborators kind of excited me more and. And I, I just, yeah, for whatever reason, this is what has, is coming out now. So, yeah, there's always stuff in the works, you know. I've got plenty of plenty of releases I'm excited about and all this stuff that's going to be coming out. So for me, it's kind of not as traditional of, like, you record something and then maybe you take a break for a little bit. For me, it's just I'm always going. And then, of course, when I'm on tour, when I'm allowed to be on tour, you know, because of the COVID thing, you know, during that time, I don't. I typically don't create as much as I would, you know, being in the studio. Oh, really? I would imagine that because of COVID and you being at home, that be, you'd be like pumping out some EPs. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, no, I am. What I just, what I meant, what I was saying is that when I'm on tour, I'm not as much creating music in the studio. Oh, okay. So, no, now I'm making so much music. I mean, before I was making a lot of music too, but now I'm making just as much music. And, you know, I'm looking at my studio right now and it's just like yeah it's very present in my life we'll say that because of covid how are you pushing yourself out there I, I imagine it's a little bit more difficult yeah you know i've been focusing a lot on spotify and growing my numbers and with social media and just doing whatever i can to make connections and grow my my online presence and that's you know that takes time so i've i've been doing that and making music you know really taken up all my time for the most part. <laughs> well, Aquanimous, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. For those listening, where can they find more information about you? You know, you can find me on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, at Equanimous Love. I'm very active on Instagram, so, you know, please feel free to follow me. It's just my name, Equanimous, and then love, Equanimous Love. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to me on Spotify and all the streaming platforms if you just search my name, Equanimous, which is spelled E-Q-U-A-N-I-M-O-U-S. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne. That's all one word. And don't forget to share the show with your friends. 